0: Day 2 of the 2019 AFLW Under-18 Championships concluded on the Gold Coast today with interesting performances, arm wrestles due to some tricky conditions at Fankhauser Reserve in Southport. I'm Matthew Cox here with Pete Williams to review a big day of action as part of the Final Siren podcast thanks to Draft Central. Head to afl.draftcentral.com.au for a full recap of the week to date in the 2019 AFLW Under-18 Championships, plus all the scouting notes from across the Games and who has performed strongly across the Championships. As I said, Pete Williams is with me. Pete, it was a very tough, trying day, not because of the weather. The weather was beautiful, about 23 degrees, but the ground was in fairly order. Nick. It's had a bit of traffic on it. The rain on the weekend Mm. here in Queensland didn't help, and it was quite muddy.
1: It was a wet-weather game in dry weather, you could say. It was, uh, the The sky was perfect, but uh, yeah, the ground made it very difficult for anyone who wanted to walk out there because it was very muddy and a lot of the players came back with uh, a very different, uh, I guess, uh, colour to their jumper to than what when they ran out.
0: I'd hate to be the property steward yeah. for Vic Country. They mm. had the white Guernseys, white shorts, and there are a couple of jumpers that I reckon should end up in the bin tonight rather than being washed with the the state that they came from. We'll get to Vic Country in a moment. We'll start with the first game of the day. It kicked off at 10 o'clock. And it was Queensland up against Vic Metro, a hard-fought battle. Queensland had opportunities, but the class of Vic Metro came to the fore. 4 5 Vic Metro, defeating Queensland 1-5-11.
1: Yeah, and I think when you look at the top two players, Georgia Petrikios and Jess Fitzgerald, when they're the top two ball winners of the day with 23 and 17 each, um, you know you're going to do well because they're probably two of the best kicks in the team. And... Um, they just created everything like Fitzgerald in the forward half and Patrikios in the back half. She just kept getting back and they were really concerned about her Queensland because she kept getting free kicks being held at stoppages or knocked over. And they're well aware of what she's capable of. And she actually won five free kicks on the day, which is remarkable. Um, and also had five rebounds. Where Jess Fitzgerald had the five inside fifties to go with her seventeen um, touches, and it was just a really good performance from those two. But it was a close contest overall, um, and it was realistically just the six points the difference um, at the final break, and then Metro just kicked away in the end. Um, Elizabeth Georgia Stathes picked up in the last term; she was terrific. Ellie McKenzie had a massive second half, um, particularly third term. I believe she she just ripped it apart. Um, Brittany Goodneck was really strong as usual um, and Sarah Sancinetti was strong at the start and um, they had a lot of contributors. It was an even performance across the board but certainly Patrikios and Fitzgerald were the two that stood out from for me for Metro.
0: Van Oosterwick was a late out from the selected side due to an ankle issue. It meant that Alice Burke came in so she performed quite well. Uh, as well today. And I also thought Gabby Newton, she didn't do anything too flashy and didn't accumulate the footy, but when it came to the crunch, there was a couple of times where she bobbed up. There was one kick inside 50 that she set up play, tried to get it to Georgia Stathis, who just lost control of it in the mud deep inside 50. And then she kicked another important goal in that last quarter, just standing up after playing predominantly in defence on Monday.
1: Yeah, yeah. She just, uh, it was probably the best person to have the Uh, ball in the hands of late in the game when they needed a goal just to settle it because they're only a goal up and she managed to convert that and then obviously Georgia Stathis with her snap in the final quarter really just put a... That that was incredible. It It was. It was just something out of nothing. Managed to get ball on boot. Plenty of players around and she just happened to time. I think everyone was a bit shocked that were standing around it because it was just a clean ball to boot and everyone's looking around and it's gone straight past them through the goals. So it was really just instinct more than anything and maybe a touch of luck to go with it, but it was great work. Um, And that's effectively what won them the game in the end. And Queensland, they were so, so brave the whole game and you you felt like they were never quite out of it and their performance today was much better than what it was on Monday. Um, And perhaps they're a bit more settled now. They knew what to expect um, and uh, yeah,
0: led by Ellie Hampson, oh, who, yep. who again, like Monday, she wasn't doing anything outstanding. It wasn't you know anything spectacular to watch, but it's a solid, good, traditional footballer. And I'll tell you what, if you're a Gold Coast Suns fan, you'd be happy because the three recruits that are on their list have all po- performed really strongly so far in the championships.
1: Yeah, like Ellie Hampson, you got the feeling when everyone else was thinking oh I don't know with these conditions she would have gone out there going i love these because you can just see it she was just a natural footballer yeah she just enjoyed it so much just getting involved she loves the hits loves the tackle love the contested ball and you know she didn't mind getting muddled over because she was probably the dirtiest player by the end of the day she just cracked in had 24 touches six marks six tackles um four inside 50s and a clearance and a rebound she was pretty much everywhere and you know, like, you look at the the same names that were there, the other um, from Monday, Lily Posslewaite again, 17 touches. She was a class. Her last quarter, I thought, was superb. She really stepped up. She tried to get things happening. Couldn't quite get there, but keeps getting involved. Um, Bella Doors was great. Serene Watson in defense, again, superb. Um, just kept laying tackles, really good one-on-one. I thought she was fantastic. Uh, Madison uh, Levy, I thought, was terrific as well. I thought she was um quite good in defence had a few rebounds as well um and yeah Charlotte Hammonds, as we mentioned uh, another Gold Coast son. and um yeah Katara Wapfara she was good uh the other Gold Coast Suns uh recruits so there was quite a few i thought that really stepped up and and played really well for Queensland the goal kickers for the day
0: for Queensland their only goal kicker was Alana Finiesa uh, with <clears throat> with their other goal, excuse me. Uh, their goal kickers for Vic Metro, Elizabeth Georgia Stathis kicked one, Emily Harley kicked one, Nell Morris Dalton, and as I alluded to before, Gabby Newton also getting on the scoreboard. As I said, the score 4 5 29 Vic Metro, Queensland. 1-5-11. Queensland will take on the Central Allies in the final game on Friday, July 12 at Bond University. Whilst for Vic Metro, they take on the Eastern Allies, Pete, who were brave in a performance today against Vic Country. Again, had opportunities but just didn't capitalise. Vic Country running out winners, 6 6 to the Eastern Allies two straight 12.
1: Yeah, you, you always felt the, the Vic Country had that little bit more about them, just a bit more depth in the team, um, and they eventually got the job done. But full credit to Eastern Allies, they stuck around for quite a while, and it was just a little bit more each quarter the countryside got away from them. And uh, in the end, they just, you know, having the 12 scoring shots the two, they just sort of got enough runs on the board to, to get home. But... Um, look, I think it was a really even team performance from country. Lucy McAvoy just did what she's used to doing and, and dominated. And Molly McDonald as captain, again, was terrific as well.
0: Those two were two of the players that will be needing new Guernseys come Friday, yeah. just given the mud that was they wore by the end of the game.
1: Yeah, for sure, and they're they're two players that we know what to expect. Molly McDonald, obviously, we talk about pre-listed players. She's one of them, pre-listed to St Kilda, um, and Isabella Shannon, her her partner in crime at Nong Stingrays. She had sixteen touches and a couple inside fifties and tackles and marks, so she was really good. The other one was uh, Paige Shepherd. Uh, who I thought played quite well. She had the 17 touches. And, uh, of course, then you look down the list, Soph Molan and, and Tyana Smith, again, were, were very impressive, and they combined for 15 tackles. So, no, um, quite impressive. Uh, otherwise, I thought uh, Shinara Notman was the other one who... Um, 13 touches, 13 hit outs, kicked a goal, but had five clearances and could have had a couple more goals. She missed a couple, so could have had a really big day out. But, um, overall it's, it's the best game I think we've seen from her. She's a late bloomer. She took a year off footy last year, uh, and she came back with Gippsland this year. Mostly played in defense and she's playing obviously forward ruck in this game with, uh, you know Maggie Karras sitting out, uh, so uh, she did really well uh, through that role, and I, I thought she really excelled and stepped up.
0: It's uh, it was a good combination. Olivia Barber working with Notman rotating between the ruck and and full forward. Barber again after a four goal performance on Monday, impressed inside fifty doing a few things below the knees again, which for someone of that height uh, is exceptional. But as you said, Shanara Notman, one of the better players for Vic Country, was. On the lead really well, taking some great contested marks. And Paige Shepherd, you also alluded to, more midfield role today for her um, and did really well for that. On the other side of the equation, the Eastern allies felt Abby Favell got a fair bit of the the footy, especially on the outside. She was often the one just dropping off the contest a little bit. The quick handball would come out to her and she would make a clean decision with that. Uh, The goal kickers, Jade Hamilton, again, solid Zoe Harrell, the other goal kicker, also put in a good performance. They, they were consistent across the board. I suppose what they lacked was someone taking responsibility and accountability. Mia King did her absolute best, but they just needed someone else just to step up, just to throw it to Vic Country. That's what they lacked.
1: Yeah, they just it was just getting in inside 50, really. They only had the 14 inside 50s. Um, and in a day where it was really hard to hit a target... Um, when you've got the likes of you know Millie Blant Brown uh, back in the the, the Vic Country defence, um, you know a, along with Kate Douglas, Abby Chapman, um, they're they're going to be tough to stop. Brooke Vernon as well. So um, they've got plenty of accountable defenders back there, and it's really hard to get get it inside fifty. And um, yeah, as you mentioned, like Mia King was terrific. She had the eighteen touches and fourteen tackles. She uh, we talk about jumpers. She definitely was one that would need a new jumper. I think. Um, and Hamilton again. She had 10 touches, 11 tackles, so she was really strong. Um, another one, Olivia O'Donnell coming out of the defense and through midfield. She had 15 touches, four clearances, two rebounds, and Brenna Tarrant with the 14 touches and seven tackles. So um, there were quite a few that sort of stepped up on the day. It was uh, qu- quite impressive to see. Um, and, yeah, full credit to them because uh, Country, after you know their performance on Monday, we thought Country looked very, very good. Um, and Eastern Allies really cracked in, and, um, you know, they, they really got involved. They laid 89 tackles. Country laid 80 as well, so they were all both really um, on their game, and it wasn't the the prettiest of games. But I think Eastern Allies, like, you look at the disposals, Vic Country had 234 to 171, so that's a, another 63 more disposals. So when that sort of happens, you know they've got enough of the ball that they can pepper the goals and, and get inside 50. Um, really. So, um, I mean, yeah, Eastern allies would just, just couldn't quite get enough of the ball and get it inside 50. And that was really the difference between the teams. But, yeah, I, I, I was quite pleased with what I saw from Eastern allies because they really gave it their all for four quarters and they just just that little bit of class that uh, Vic Country have.
0: That, you'd, be, you'd be frustrated if you were an Eastern Allies player because they came so close on Monday mm. against the Central Allies. They put in a great performance today against Vic Country but don't get the reward. But the encouraging side is that there is a lot of talent starting to come through and the disparity between the top sides in this championship and the Mm. bottom sides there doesn't seem to be that big of a gap now the conditions have played a role in that given it was a bit slippery on Monday at Metricon Stadium due to the weather the the condition of the ground uh evened the contest today for all three games so I'm looking forward to Friday if we do get a fast track just to see how clean those uh the sides are and also given fatigue will start to set in given it'll be their third game in five days uh the final score again Vic Country 6-6 42 defeating the Eastern Allies two straight 12 Vic Country take on Western Australia in their final game midday on Friday at Bond University Whilst, as I mentioned before, the Eastern Allies will take on Vic Metro from 10 o'clock on Friday, July 12th. This is the Final Siren podcast. Thanks to Draft Central. Head to afl.draftcentral.com.au for a full review of the 2019 AFLW Under-18 Championships. We move to the final game. This was an arm wrestle. This was a real tight affair. It could have gone either way had the Central Allies put it through the big sticks. They just couldn't get a score or a major on the board after quarter time. They had similar scoring shots to Western Australia who were just more efficient going forward with the footy. They were a little more strategic too in how they used the ball to get around the ground, um, tried to open it up in the second half to their advantage, which I think they did Western Australia, running out victors 5 to 32-1, to four ten, But this could have gone either way.
1: Yeah, well, at the start, Central Allies were on top kicking the 1-1, but it was the second quarter that was a real difference for WA kicking the three goals. And, and from there, in a low-scoring, a uh, bit of an ugly uh, affair in, in the weather, which they all sort of were. It wasn't the greatest of skills, but they were still able to move the ball around and, and get it inside 50. It was just trying to hit a target. And we see 18, uh, obviously, the they went up to the 10-point uh, margin at the half time and then they went after that and... Uh, ended up getting the 22 in the end. But like similar inside 50s, as you mentioned, Western Australia only had the four more. They had the same amount of rebounds. Uh, Western Australia had 30 more touches. Um, But you look at Central Allies had 83 tackles to 66. So they were really determined to get the win. Um, They got the win on Monday and only just. And they came out with a a lot more, I guess, vigour throughout this game as well. And they didn't have it the same style because we know... On Monday, they were a real kick-mark, get-it-inside-50 game, and that wasn't the case. Uh, Obviously, Western Australia, the conditions and Western Australia, um, who are great at doing research on their opposition, were able to limit them to just 15 marks, which is remarkable considering they had over 40 on Monday. Um, So Central Allies just had to adapt to a different system, and they were happy to, you know, chase them and tackle and harass. And, like, you look, look down the list, Tia Charlton had the nine tackles and... Um, Fry had the 8 so uh, there were were quite a good uh, high amount of tackles pretty much everyone and they did everyone on the list laid at least one tackle which is really promising I think as a coach that's what you want to see effort is a minimum and for every single player on that team to lay a tackle uh, it shows that everyone bought into the system and, and they were willing to chase their opponent and make them earn it
0: Montana McKinnon was again dominant around the ground just the way she reads the play um, it's probably the best that I've seen from a ruck ever. <laughs> she can just position herself really well, can take a good overhead mark, uh, dominant around the ground. Was also impressed with the game from Tegan Usher. She was the one often getting off the bottom of the pack and was another one of the players that's going to require a new Guernsey for Friday. Just a lot of mud. But she she endeavoured, She she just worked hard, she tackled, she applied pressure uh, when she got the footy, she did use it fairly well um, and, and really stood out as one of the solid performers across the four quarters for the Central Allies, who I felt had momentum in the second and third quarters and just didn't capitalise. On the other side of the equation, Michaela Bowen, a standout along with her goal. I think she was fairly high up when it comes to disposals uh, with what she got. And Naira Anderson had a, a very important game as well.
1: Yeah, Naira Anderson had the most with 24 touches, three marks, four tackles, six clearances, three rebounds, and, and Bowen was just behind her with 21, nine tackles, three marks, four clearances, and four rebounds. So they basically combined, for of the 20 rebounds WA had, they had seven of them. So they were really crucial back there. They had 10 of the 24 clearances. They had 45 combined disposals and, and 13 uh, tackles as well. So... You know, those two were really dominant, and they actually had uh, the next highest disposal winner was 12, so they had a fair bit of gap to the next ones, and uh, Michaela Hyde obviously kicked a goal and had the 12 as well as three tackles, so she was quite good. Um, uh, the usual suspects sort of pip- picked up around Sarah Verrier again, um, did her best on the inside with the three clearances, four tackles, and... Um, Overall, they were just that little bit better in the end. They were able to hit the scoreboard. And as you mentioned earlier, the scoring shots, they had one more scoring, uh, two more scoring shots, and, and it was 5-2 instead of 1-4. So if it was the other way around or, or maybe a couple of differences, then it, it could be a huge difference. But um, they just managed to capitalise a bit better, and that was the story of the tape, really.
0: And I felt if the Central Allies had to put a couple through in that second term, they would have got on a roll and... and filled themselves with confidence. Unfortunately, it wasn't to be. Their ledger 1-1 from their two games, Western Australia. Uh, a good result today. They will take on Vic Country in the middle game on Friday, whilst for the Central Allies, their final game will be against Queensland. All those games at Bond University. Your thoughts with those games? Eastern Allies, Vic Metro. Vic Metro probably should have too much class uh, and top-end talent for the Eastern Allies. But, again, you just hope that they're competitive enough to be able to restrict uh, the flow of Vic Metro.
1: Yeah, yeah, you'd expect that. Um, like, I think Vic Metro will just be a bit too strong in that game. Um, and, you know, it, it's going to be quite interesting to see how they um, go up against those players, uh, you know, because Vic Metro are probably the, the team to beat um in that match and obviously eastern allies have got close each game um but vic metro will want to go through undefeated because they're the only team to have done so um so far so uh it'll be really great to see how eastern allies match up i feel like they've been getting better but i feel like each match is also getting that little bit um more challenging so they have to step up again and, and see how they go
0: I uh, think Georgia Patricios and Be King MVPs for their respective sides. They've had dominant uh, mm. performances to date, uh, so I think they've just about both got them sewn up at this point. Yeah, unless you, someone can really stand up on Friday, I think
1: so. Patricios has really uh, been a, a standout; like she's been best on basically both games. So I, I think, yeah, she's she's a really standout performer and um, follows on from her, I guess predecessor, if you like that, in uh, Madison Press-Parkers. The two were quite close friends at Calder Cannons and Vic Metro, so um, look, you know, she she's not always the highest disposal winner, but she saved her best for the big stage, so um, terrific to see.
0: Vic Country take on Western Australia in the middle game on Friday, kicking off at 12 o'clock, also at Bond at University.
1: Yeah, uh, look, this will be very interesting. I feel like um, Vic Country are playing a bit better at the moment, but I think Western Australia have more to give Uh, have more to improve on, uh, particularly. Um, I do think Vic Country will probably get it done now. Now we've seen both teams play a couple of games, but um, if Western Australia can do their research as they have, um, then I think they're a huge chance because they, they they seem to be the best research team in the comp. They know they know who to target, what to look for, and if I'm them, I'm probably going straight to Lucy McAvoy and going, "You got to somehow try and stop her." Because if you can stop her in the midfield, it's it goes a long way because she's a very dominant player and she can play anywhere. So not to mention she's hard to stop because she's such a strong player. She she can. She's willing, if she doesn't mind if someone's right on her, she'll she'll just rip the ball from him and yeah, she's a really tough player to play on.
0: McAvoy, Brown or Barber for the MPP for Vic Country.
1: Uh, I I'd, I'd go McAvoy, I think. I think it's the safer safer choice in the sense that um you generally go for the player that um will be um considered quite highly across the board. I think Barber like was obviously best on Uh, in that first game and Brown was best on in the Vic Country game where McAvoy was probably second or third best in all of the games. So I would be surprised if it wasn't McAvoy.
0: And for Western Australia, Michaela Bowen? Yeah,
1: I would say that's sewn up. That's not, yeah.
0: The 2 o'clock game on Friday to finish off the 2019 AFLW Under-18 Championships, Queensland take on the Central Allies.
1: Yeah, uh, look, I think Queensland, it's, it's really, it's a battle of the ones who, uh, you know, have got pretty close. Queensland haven't, uh, you know, Queensland haven't got the win yet, um, so they'll be keen to get a win, uh, where Central Allies obviously uh, haven't won uh, since the first day against Eastern. So, um, you know, they, they didn't get the win uh, today, but they did come pretty close. So it'll be uh, good to see. I think Queensland, though, at home, they'll be keen to get away, especially after we rated them quite highly. Um, I think they've performed much stronger today, and I'm more like more buoyant on them, and I think they will get the job done on Friday. Ellie Hampson, MVP? Yeah, I'm not sold. Ooh. I think it'll come down to the third game. I think there are probably three players, Ellie Hampson, Lily Posslewaite and Serene Watson are the three that I think um, will be picked out of. Um so yeah, I think it'll be quite interesting to see how they go. Um, yeah, I think it'll it'll come down to that third game. I think there's three possibilities.
0: I'll throw another name in there if yeah, it's I a dry know. track. I know who you might be. Katara Webfera. Yeah, if you if she can uh, she just has that sense we've seen it so far in the championships. Mm. I reckon she just needs a dry day to be able to show her absolute best. She was good today. She was great on Monday. Mm. But I reckon if she gets a dry track come Friday, watch mm. out. Uh, Because her second efforts around the footy are really impressive. For the central allies, there's a few names that uh, you look at down the list. Obviously, Montana McKinnon's the one that you immediately draw to. But being impressed with the games from uh, Jamie Tabb uh, has been prominent around the footy. Yana Lee being impressive as well. Who would be your MVP for the Central Allies?
1: This is interesting because I don't feel they're going to give it to a middle-ager. So I I believe they'll always sort of give it to a top-ager. Otherwise, I would throw Tia Charlton in the mix. I think she's been very, very good, but she's a middle-ager. So I think they nearly always give it, unless they're completely dominant. Like we saw Madison Press-Parkus win it, but she was far and away the best player. So unless you are far away the best player, I think you'll generally give it to a top-ager. Um, and, yeah, I think, look, right now I'd have it as McKinnon or Tab. Um, Madison Newman made a case. Um, you know, there's a few others who could still be there, um, thereabouts. But certainly I think Tab and uh, McKinnon are the two uh, of the top ages to to really stamp their authority, and I think they're the two most likely to battle for it there.
0: So that's all the action coming your way on Friday, July 12. The Eastern Allies take on Vic Metro, Vic Country take on Western Australia, Queensland take on the Central Allies, and you'll be able to read all about it on afl.drartscentral.com.au or follow it on social media, Pete, for all the action, not only across uh, the the girls' championships currently running, but also there's some under-16s action as well for those interested.
1: Yeah, for all the under-16s and under-18s action, of course, we'll be uh, following up with features. We've been doing a lot of interviews uh, through the week. So um, over the next few months, we'll be, uh, I guess, pumping them out, and you'll be able to read all about these um Tricky footballers and uh, uh their stories. So just there's some cracking stories. Yeah, just oh, there uh, is. There's there's great ones preview uh, the exclusive yeah, dedication across the board from a lot of these players who have had to um give up a lot of uh commitments and uh do a lot of travelling. So uh yeah, I, I guess for all that content yeah you go to the site or at Draft Central Oz A U S Facebook, Twitter or Instagram and yeah, we'll have plenty of that over the next few months.
0: And shout out too, just quickly, to the Draft Central team which is doing a fabulous job up here on the Gold Coast, keeping everyone up to date with what's happening. Stay tuned, afl.draftcentral.com.au. We've got one final special edition of the under 18 final siren podcast girls edition i should add uh coming your way on friday to conclude the championship so stay tuned for that thank you very much pete
1: no worries good to be here and looking forward to the final day go
0: and enjoy that sunshine tomorrow Will do. i'm matthew cox thank you very much for your company we look forward to it again very very soon to wrap up the 2019 aflw under 18 championships here on the final siren podcast thanks to draft central